Many of you may be familiar with Mike Rowe. He is a uh, TV host. He did the Discovery Channel series Dirty Jobs. He had another one called Somebody's Got to Do It. He's a narrator. He's an actor, former opera singer. He's done a lot. And I'll tell you, you know, we, we do these weekly chats with Brian Kilmeade. And he tells me that Mike Rowe is the one podcast he never misses. He Mike Rowe apparently does a podcast. And Kilmeade says he listens every week. So anyway, uh, recently Mike Rowe was on Fox Business Network, and he did a little bit of Q&A with the audience, and he got a very interesting question. Listen to this. Mike, as a product of shop class with multiple degrees, I want to thank you for the work you do honoring all the skilled trade workers every day. Privilege. But based on that work, you know that we're retiring much faster than we're being replaced. How long can the economy survive if this rate continues, and are you willing to take the pay cut to become Secretary of Education to make it happen? <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> put it right there. Yeah, sure. Why not? I mean, how hard can it be? Uh, I think that that's really about the most important thing we could possibly talk about in this hour. It's math. To your point, Mike, for every five tradespeople who retire today to replace them, that's bad math. And what's chilling is that's been going on, as you know, for about 15 years. So I know a lot of people in the construction game. I know a lot of people in the skilled trades. I don't know anybody who isn't desperate to hire right now. I don't know any construction project in the country that isn't behind schedule and over budget. It's all come back to labor. And it's all come back to the fact that when we took shop class out of high school, we told a whole generation, hey, here's a bunch of jobs that matter so little, we don't even want you to look at them. We just removed them from view. We are reaping the whirlwind. The good news is, when things get better in situations like this, it's almost always after they go splat. Now, nobody wants to see it go splat, but I'm afraid until the conversation shifts from how much can you make as a plumber or why can't I hire more plumbers to how long do you want to wait for a plumber to come to your house right. when you flush the toilet and nothing good happens, right? How long do you want to wait for an electrician? How long do you want to wait for HVAC? The man who posed that question is master mechanic and a friend of mine, automotive expert, Army veteran, and a proponent of trade education. He's also a columnist, a widely read weekly columnist with the Other Side of Education column, Mike Porcelli, kind enough to join us once again. Mike, it is great to talk with you. Thanks for getting up early with us. Good morning, Frank. Good to be here. Mike, uh, tell me about that interaction that you had with Mike Rowe, what he said there, and why this matters to people. Why should we care as a society with technology advancing as it is, with AI replacing jobs left and right? Why should we care that um, that a lot of these folks are retiring who actually know how to build things and put things together and there aren't enough people to replace them? Not just build and put things together, but to keep them running once they're built. Without people like us, you won't have a transmitter to talk through, right? Uh, the plumbing won't work. You know, cars cars won't be able to drive. Uh, there'll be nothing. Every everything in this world today is mechanical. Everything's run by machines. Forget about AI. We need basic machinery to keep working, or the world's going to come to an end. And when, there are, when we run out of people like me who know how to make things work, 
then everything's going to stop. Like Mike said, you know, when you can't flush your toilet, you're in big trouble. So I know you've been you've been loudly proclaiming this as long as I've known you, the benefits of trade education and things of that nature. How is it going? Do you see things turning more into a trade education direction in this country? I see movement in the right direction. The schools are starting to talk more and more about increasing CTE. The problem is they're not doing enough fast enough. If we don't, if we don't rapidly increase the number of CTE schools, career and technical education, that offer basically trade education. You know, when I was in high school, we had great trade education programs. I, I went through a, a terrific automotive program. As soon as I graduated, they started cutting all those programs. The only one that I think that's left in my high school is a, a small remnant of uh, once great automotive program. All the other vocational programs have been disbanded. And if that continue and that continued for, for the past 50 years, it got, it got worse and worse. Now the administrators in the schools are starting to realize, you know, we need people like me and they're starting to bring them back, but not fast enough. So what is the solution? Is it uh, is it something that parents have to be doing? Is it something that uh, school superintendents need to be doing? Is it something that school board members need to be pushing for? If we want to, because everyone that I've heard you explain this to, they all pretty much agree. Nobody says, oh, this is not a problem or this doesn't matter. Everyone pretty much agrees with where you are on this but it's not as if you can just flick a switch and um, and solve this problem. So what is the sort of the next step in this, Mike? It's uh, an all the above situation. Parents have to first they have to uh, counteract the brainwashing that they've been through, put through for 50 years. My school tried to brainwash my parents into keeping me out of shop class. They said I was too smart for shop class. Well, there's no such thing as too smart for shop class. Because we need smart people in shop class. Technology today is so sophisticated. To fix a car today, you really have to be a rocket scientist. So there's no such thing today as, you know, only the, uh, the less intelligent students, you know, belong in shop class. Every, every, everybody, everybody who has the, the natural ability or the inclination to uh, work with, hand, with tools. You know, I say a mechanic is anyone who works with tools. And uh, your, your tool is a microphone, and you're very good at what you do. Uh, the, best, the best, to follow up on your previous conversation, the best therapy is having a good, productive job that you love, right? As we, as we both do, right? Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, if people just tuning in, we're talking with Mike Porcelli. Among his many claims to fame is he's a columnist, a syndicated columnist, where he writes the other side of education. And he's been writing a long time and praising uh, the benefits of of trade education. You point out in your column that uh, some other organizations are following Mike Rowe's lead. Home Depot and Lowe's uh, have apparently pledged $50 million to fund trade education programs. There are 60 other companies that have created Generation T, a movement dedicated to filling 3 million skilled job vacancies within the next five years. It sounds like things are pretty promising at this point, Mike. Like I said, things are moving in the right direction, but we have to accelerate the pace. Uh, we, I'm told by some 
people in the uh, Department of Education that they have thousands of applications for, you know, a limited number of seats in CTE schools. So apparently the demand is growing. You know, students want want to take these types of programs, but the schools don't, just don't have enough space, you know, to accommodate everybody who would like it. So, like I said, parents have to demand more CTE programs. Uh, schools have to realize that they need to meet that demand. Uh, I've I've written for for a year that uh, you know supply and demand. It's an economics question. Uh, the the demand from the student body. You know, for every type, every type, whatever the type of training is, the school has to meet the demand that stu- uh, for the type of education that students want. You know, if if a million kids want to have shop class, then we need a million openings in shop class. The I know you've told me that you had uh, spoken with Mayor Eric Adams about this before he was mayor, and you spoke with his new uh, schools chancellor. Well, not that, not that new. His schools chancellor David Banks about it, and he seemed receptive. Has New York done anything to go into the right direction as far as you're concerned? They're moving in the right direction. The Department of Education has set up a a uh, career pathways department that is supposed to do exactly what I just said, you know, meet the demand that uh, students for the type of programs that students want, uh, especially in career education or what used to be called, you know, vocational. When I was in school, it was called vocational uh, education. Um, they're moving in the right direction. But if they don't if they don't really speed up the pace, uh, we're going to be in a lot of trouble. Like Mike. Rose said, it's bad math. You know, we're losing three. We have a net loss of three tradesmen. You know, for every new one that comes in, we're losing for every two that new ones that come into the trades, you know, three are leaving. And uh, that that won't last very long before things start crashing. You um, write in your column about Mike Rowe. And he did this show, Dirty Jobs. And I guess the implication behind the title of that show is that there's some jobs that people view as demeaning, kind of dirty, kind of not necessarily glamorous, and jobs that people may look down upon to some extent. Has that attitude, from what you can tell, changed at all? Are people starting to view mechanics, electricians, carpenters, tradesmen in a different manner than um, as just people that couldn't make it in graduate school? Yeah. uh, Yes. Yeah, definitely. You know, I've seen I've seen a change in in my lifetime. It used to be, you know, when people heard I was a mechanic, it was like, oh, you're just a mechanic. Right. Then it would turn out I'm better educated than some of them were. Um, (laughs) So there's no there's no there's there's no problem uh, joining both sides of education. I I called I first I copied the title from your show. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Yes, no, uh, I appreciate the royalties but, you've been sending but, us on that. But but, but the re- the reason I copied your title was there really are two sides of education. There's the academic side and the the trade education side. And they're not mutually exclusive. I'm I'm the perfect example. I have both graduate degrees and and dozens, hundreds of trade certifications. So the the ideal situation for somebody who has trade abilities uh, is to have both, you know, academic education and trade education. And there are I see more and more people getting both. Uh, I've always said that high, everybody should go to college, but not right out of high school. 
you know, the half the half of the college freshmen who will never get a bachelor's degree, uh, they probably would have been better off taking a different path and maybe learning a trade first and then going to college afterwards when they needed, you know, that type of education, you know, to advance in their careers, possibly. Yeah, no. It's yeah. it's a great point, uh, Mike. Before we let you go, Monday is Memorial Day. I know you're an Army veteran. I've seen you in uh, the Memorial Day parade that I go to several times. I know you're very active in a lot of veterans' issues. What do you think the best way, whether people have served in the military or whether they haven't, what do you think the best way for people to commemorate Memorial Day is? Just remember those who who made the ultimate sacrifice for uh, for our freedom. And uh, just enjoy, enjoy the weekend and uh, thank, thank veterans. Just be grateful that we still have people willing to you know, risk their lives to protect us. And uh, let, me, let me give one last plug for the military. It is the biggest trade education program in the country. Well said. Uh, Mike, it is always great to have you. Let's do this again soon. Thanks a lot, Frank. Have a good day. Thank you. We're going to do 15 seconds of fame in a moment. People are already queued up, but uh, if you can't get through now, try again in three minutes, and uh, we'll clear through these lines quickly. 800-848-9222. This is The Other Side of Midnight. Straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight.